Let's look at a few examples in Second Chronicles from the life of Hezekiah and see uh, what went on with him in his history, and then perhaps back up and see what it means to us. And that would be Second Chronicles 29. And uh, Chronicles, there's a record of Hezekiah in both Kings and Chronicles, and Kings is much longer. It's a good read. I'd advise you to read it. But Chronicles, in each case, is more of the spiritual side of things. Now, Hezekiah was sandwiched between two wicked kings. One was his father, and one was his son. And then his grandson was even worse. So Second Chronicles 29, Hezekiah has a heart for the Lord. And it says when King became, Hezekiah became king when he was 25 years old, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And we'll scan through some a few chapters here because you only have a little time. And it says in verse 2, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. And the next verse says, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and he repaired them. In the middle of verse 5, he said, oh, from the beginning, he said to them, hear me, Levites, sanctify yourselves, sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers, and carry out the rubbish from the holy place. And then uh, verse 11 he says, my sons, do not be negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him, to serve him, that you should minister to him and burn incense. And verse 15, they gathered their brethren, sanctified themselves, and went according to the commandment of the king at the words of the Lord to cleanse the house of the Lord. Then the priests went out to the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it and brought out all the debris they found in the temple of the Lord to the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it out and carried it to the brook Kidron. Uh, go on to verse 22. When the house was cleared, they began to make sacrifice. And um, in the middle of verse 22, it says they killed the rams and sprinkled the blood on the altar. Uh, killed the lambs and sprinkled the blood also of the lambs. And go to verse 28. And so all the assembly worshipped, the singers sang, the trumpeters sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. And when they finished offering the king and all who were present with him bowed and worshipped. Middle of verse 30. So they sang praises with gladness, and they bowed their hearts and worshipped. Last part of the phrase in 31, with a willing heart, they brought burnt offerings. In verse 34, the priests were too few, so they could not skin all the burnt offerings. Uh, there was so much given. And their brethren, the Levites, helped them until the work was ended, till the other priests had sanctified themselves, for the Levites were more diligent in sanctifying themselves than the priests. 36, then Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced that God had prepared the people since the events took place so suddenly. 
um, go back to where we started, verse chapter 29. <clears throat> and, you know, we read these Old Testament events, and we want to know what happened and what they meant. And we want to see also, though, what does it mean to me? And the Lord exercised me about this when I read it. And I would bring before you just a few things that the Lord gave me about this. This was in the, in the uh, 7th century. And when he tore down the idols, even the... Um, golden, even the bronze serpent was there. They'd had it. They kept it for 500 years. But it says in verse 2, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And I challenge us to be doing what's right in the sight of the Lord. What does God require of you and me? He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And that's where we want to be, that the things we do, we can measure by God's standard and not by our own standard. And then it said he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. And I was thinking of it personally, perhaps you've read the booklet by Munson, My Heart Christ's Home, and he opened the doors of his heart for the Lord to come in and cleanse all out of there that he could. He opened the doors of the house. We want to open the door of our heart. The Lord Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. You open the door, I will come in and sup with you and you with me. And in verse 5, he said, sanctify the house of the Lord God, your fathers. He wants us to set apart our lives for him. But he went on to say, carry out the rubbish from the holy place. Now, I said before that he had an evil king before him. They had a bad history with evil kings. Can you imagine that they had rubbish in the house of the Lord? The temple had trash in it, stuff that shouldn't have been in there. And I had to look into my own heart and think, what rubbish do I need to carry out from the holy place, the inner man, the place where the Holy Spirit dwells? And we want to see this as the temple of God, as our, our bodies where the Holy Spirit lives, in our spirits, our souls. And they had to carry out the rubbish out of the holy place. And it talked about how bad things have gotten because of what their fathers had done before them, and it's kind of like we're living in today. The doors are shut. Uh, they haven't made offering that is praise to the Father for years. Uh, God has been chased out of the schools and out of the government and out of all public affairs. And the wrath of the Lord, it says in verse 8, fell upon them. He gave them up to trouble and desolation. Desol uh, desolation. And we have trouble and desolation today, don't we? We're so divided as a nation and as a people. And even the church has great divisions in it. And we don't want that to be continuing because of we have uh, rubbish in the temple. And, you know, it took, them, it took them 16 days to clear it all out and sanctify the place. So I may clear my heart, but I may need to continue. I will need to continue to seek short uh, conscience, keep a, a tender conscience and short accounts with the Lord. Verse 11, when he told them, the Lord has chosen you to stand before him, to serve him, to minister to him and burn incense. And that's his call to you and me today, to not be negligent. The Lord has chosen you and me. 
think of it, to serve him and minister to him and burn incense. And that would be the praise in which the sweet odor rises to the nostrils of the Father regarding his Son, the Lord Jesus. In verse 15, they sanctify themselves according to the commandment of the words of the Lord. We want to sanctify ourselves. And that's where it says they went in to cleanse it, and it took them 16 days. You can read it all at your leisure, and it's worthwhile. So then we went on, I mentioned in verse 22, just that they killed all these bulls. There were so many, so much sacrifice when the people were called to the Lord by a spiritual leader who happened to be King Hezekiah, and there were so many of them that they couldn't, they couldn't handle it all. They had to get help uh, with, uh, from, the, from the Levites. And it said in 26, the Levites stood with instruments of David and priests with trumpets. Hezekiah commanded them to bring burnt offerings and be slain. And so 28, the assembly worshipped. All the assembly worshipped. The singers sang. That's what we did this morning. We worshipped and we sang. And, and then it says, uh, all who were with the king bowed and worshipped in 29. That's where we have been this morning. He wants that from us to come together to worship him. In the middle of 30s, they sang praises with gladness and bowed their heads and worship. It's over and over. It's repeated. So that's what the Father wants from us. And then at the very end of 31, as many as were willing uh, brought burnt offerings, as many as had a willing heart. And that's what he wants from us, a willing heart, to bring that sacrifice to him of ourselves and minister to him. And this is where it goes on to say there were so few, and there's an important point in there. In 34, it says that the priests were too few. They couldn't skin all the burnt offerings. So the Levites helped them until the work was ended and until the other priests had sanctified themselves. Some were ready, some were not. And we need to be ready when we come together to worship, to remember the Lord. We need to be sanctified and ready to take part. And the Levites were more diligent in sanctifying themselves than the priests. And Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced that God prepared the people since the events took place so suddenly. So we want to be ready to be used and uh, come with our baskets full. Don't just come on Sunday morning to be fed. Let's come ready to be used to sing praise and worship, whether it's audibly or silently. Let's come with full hearts. So chapter 30 starts uh, a subject that um, Brother Luke spoke on in uh, February in 2017, and you can find that message. It's of great value. And it's in the um, records of the assembly uh, ministry meetings. And it was about barriers to worship. So it says uh, in chapter 30, verse 10, runners passed from city to city through the country of Ephraim and Manasseh as far as Ebony. They laughed at them and mocked them. And they didn't appreciate the value of gathering to worship. And uh, we can expect that on our behalf, uh, on the Lord's behalf, that we might be mocked and jeered, especially in today's environment where there's a turning away from God by many. Nevertheless, some humble themselves 
and came to Jerusalem. So Hezekiah, faithful servant of the Lord, and it's worth reading it all and seeing a life of faith uh, and how he carried on all that the Lord gave him to do. He took down the high places. He got rid of the idols. And uh, that was at the outset of all of this. And that's what we need to do is clear our hearts of all the idols, get the debris out of the way. And then in Kings, uh, in Kings, it talks about a failure in the end when pride overtook him. And it's a lesson for us as well. It's mentioned in uh, the end of chapter 32, verse 31, ambassadors of the princes of Babylon sent to inquire what was done for him. And that, if you look at that account in Kings, he, he bragged about all that he had. He showed them all that he had. And he was, he was judged for it. And the people were judged for it. And it's a reminder to us that we only have what the Lord has given us. We had that Thursday night. What I have is not something for me to be proud of. It's just what the Lord has given me. Am I faithful in handling it and carrying it out? And also we had Thursday night about finishing well. He started well, he lived well, and he failed, had a failure in the end. And thank the Lord that God knows we, we have our failures, but he stands ready to restore us. So... I trust you'll be blessed by thinking about the life of Hezekiah, a faithful man in the Lord's sight. And as I said, his son was very wicked from a very young age. His grandson was wicked, but then came Josiah, his great-grandson. And that's for another time. So may the Lord bless us and remind us ever, moment by moment, to keep our hearts open, keep the temple open for him, and cleared of debris, that there be nothing to hinder, that we might worship and sacrifice the sacrifice of praise, which the Father loves to hear. Amen. 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 Amen.